This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at Ravinia.org. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Erin Allen and this is The Rundown. You've probably been hearing a lot about the abortion medication Mifepristone and all the opposing court rulings over the past week. Most recently, a federal appeals court preserved access to Mifepristone for now, but they reduced the period of pregnancy when the drug can be used and they said it can't be dispensed through the mail. Now, you're not tripping. This is getting confusing. But earlier this week, I mentioned that regardless of all of this, Governor J.B. Pritzker vowed to keep drugs like Mifepristone available in Illinois, and he's making good on that promise. My colleague Kristen Schorsch is reporting on this, and she first reminds us of what Mifepristone does. It's a key drug, also known as an abortion pill, that ends pregnancy and is typically used in combination with another drug. Dr. Allison Cowett is among several abortion providers in Illinois who say they're going to keep offering both pills. People should not get the idea that medication abortion is impossible without mifepristone. The truth of the matter is, though, it's not as effective and it has more side effects. Providers are making plans to offer more in-person abortion procedures if the courts eventually restrict mifepristone even more. And advocates are preparing to ensure travel and lodging for more out-of-state patients who might come here to access the medication. Three years ago, scientists from across the country started polling people about their COVID behaviors. This would be stuff like whether or not they wear a mask, practice social distancing, etc. It's called the COVID States Project, and they use this data to look at a number of things, including who people were connected to and how those connections affected their health, as well as their trust in science and the government. The COVID States Project just published their 100th report, and my colleague Claire Lane spoke to a researcher at Northwestern University who was working on this, James Druckmann. He says political divisions that existed pre-COVID are much larger now, and people's mental and physical health have declined. In Illinois, for example, roughly 21% of people surveyed reported a level of depression that could lead to evaluation or treatment. Right now, professors are reinventing the project for what they call the post-pandemic era. Now, if you're one of those folks having a hard time with your mental health stemming from COVID or otherwise, and you're a Chicago resident, Maybe go to a public library for help. My colleague Shannon Heffernan is reporting that Chicagoans can now get mental health support from some local libraries. There are clinicians present who take both walk-ins and appointments. The service is open to all Chicago residents, regardless of insurance or your ability to pay. A counselor is available on Tuesdays in Edgewater, Thursdays in Beverly, and on Fridays in Kenwood at the Mount Greenwood branch and at the Blackstone branch. So I've been talking a lot on the show about the new police district councils that we just voted for in February. 
Well, they were established by an ordinance back in 2021, along with another accountability group, the Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability. And that commission has been searching for a new superintendent for the Chicago Police Department. The interim president of the commission, Anthony Driver, is promising a transparent process for this, including weekly updates. And he says they're going to forward three candidates to the mayor who will choose one of them to lead the police department. Driver told WBEZ's daily talk show Reset that citizen input is critical to reforming policing. We have had mayoral control. We've had different iterations of uh, investigatory bodies. We've tried everything but put power back into the hands of citizens. Um, And that is what the goal of this commission is. We were created to inject the public voice into public safety. This week, the commission held its first forum to get public input on the search for a new superintendent. The next forum is going to be on April 19th at St. Sabina Catholic Church. And now for a few quick hits. Let's continue with St. Sabina. Earlier this week, Walmart announced that it's closing half of its eight stores in Chicago effective this Sunday, which has definitely caused some tension. One of the stores closing is in Chatham on the south side, not far from where St. Sabina Catholic Church is located. Father Michael Flager says he hopes Walmart will meet with him to discuss its decision to close the stores. If the one in Chatham does close on Sunday, Flager says he will lead a protest outside another Walmart location and attempt to shut that one down. And Millennium Park has released its schedule of free summer concerts and movies that are going to start next month. There's the Chicago Gospel Music Festival on June 3rd, the Black Panther sequel on July 25th, and Everything Everywhere All at Once on August 29th. Check out the full list at the City of Chicago website. In the weather, lovely again today, sunny with temperatures going up to the high 70s, low 80s. It's even looking like the rain might hold off tomorrow as well. Now, it is spring, so it's bound to come sometime, and it's looking like Sunday is that day, so stay in or get your umbrella ready. And that's it for now, but on our afternoon episode today, we're going to get into all these faculty strikes in Illinois. Have you noticed that there have been at least three major strikes since 2023 started? These universities, the one other thing they can do, really, to contain costs other than, you know, increased tuition Mm -hmm. is to cut costs. And one of the biggest costs for a university is salaries. Lisa Phillip is a higher ed reporter here at WBEZ, and she'll talk about how low pay, low enrollment, and politics have created a crisis in higher ed, stemming back from 20 years ago. That's coming up today at 2 o'clock on The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen, and I'll talk to you then.